Hi everyone, it's Carrie Beach and welcome to the Traveling Pony Podcast. Today I am joined by Avery Guthrie. Avery is a working student and somebody who you've probably seen if you've been at shows here in Georgia, whether she is riding horses or helping out another trainer. Today we spent some time talking about her working student positions and I cannot wait for you guys to listen to it. Without further ado, let's just jump right into the podcast episode and don't forget to make certain to follow so you can see future episodes. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come on the podcast today. I cannot wait to talk to you about this topic, especially concerning working students. So thank you again, and I can't wait to speak with you. Thank you for having me. So the first question, nice, simple, and easy. For anybody who doesn't know you, who are you and where are you currently located? My name is Avery Guthrie, and I'm currently riding and working in Cumming, Georgia. So is there a particular barn that you're currently working for, or do you work for a large variety? I work for a bunch of different people, but I ride for uh, Tiffany Sumter at Something To It Farm. Okay, so I feel like I've had a little bit of a backseat <laughs> just watching you become who you are today in the last couple of years. I've seen you go from, you know, doing like the 12 through 14 equitation to now doing the jumpers. <laughs> It's been a lot of fun watching you grow, and I know you've had some amazing mentors along the way just considering locally in Georgia and have been offered some amazing opportunities. Tell me a little bit about some of your experiences or the horses that you have ridden that you feel like have really shaped you into the rider you are today. Yeah, I've been super fortunate to have some really, really awesome trainers and mentors who kind of saw something special in me and took me in as their own. They've given me so many amazing opportunities, which I'm super thankful for. I've had the chance to ride and show a bunch of different horses of all different ages, breeds, baby horses, old horses. Mm -hmm. I've done it all, and I've been super thankful for that. And that's been like the biggest part of kind of what shaped me into who I am today is just all the different riding and the different people. Definitely. Trust me. I know all about it. I remember <laughs> doing like long stirrup or something on this super easy packer. And then I started kind of helping people ride some horses. And let me tell you, that will like shape you and change how you ride so oh, yeah. quickly. Because <laughs> yeah. definitely, I feel like most people don't realize that like in your position, being a working student, you're typically not riding the nice, easy horses. No, not always. So tell me a little bit about maybe some of those horses you've ridden. Is there something, is there one particular horse that you've had the chance to sit on that you feel like has really forced you to kind of change your riding, whether, you know, for the better or for the worst? Yeah, um, my personal horse, Chuck, actually, mm -hmm. he is very quirky. He is very opinionated, but he's kind of, he was in a bad situation before we got him, passed around a bunch. He, nobody could figure him out. And, you know, I was on a working student budget. Like mm -hmm. I was willing to work with the quirks and we took the risk on him and he has taught me more than any horse has ever taught me. He's kind of, you know, forced me to put my big girl pants on and ride a little bit. And I'm super super thankful for him because he's kind of given me the step up that I needed especially like to the bigger jumpers and stuff so he's kind of been he's been the biggest for me to like mm -hmm. 
learn to ride on, I feel like. Definitely. Those horses <laughs> teach you something really quick. You have to put those yeah. big girl pants on. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that you are a working student here in Georgia. So tell me a little bit about how you found that position. Did you find it by reaching out to trainers or was it something that just happened to occur from word of mouth? For me, it was a little bit of word of mouth, but when I first started riding, my first trainer, she kind of took me in as her own. She saw mm-hmm. saw something nobody else really saw and offered me some extra rides around the barn for in exchange for work. And like from there, it just like blossomed into this what it is now. I've had a bunch of trainers reach out to me. Uh, I have reached out to some trainers. It just it's really just the word of mouth and, you know, knowing people and having connections. Definitely. I was just talking to someone last time, and that's something we talked about a ton, is it's all about connections and kind of who you know and getting your name out there. So I know that you also go to a lot of shows and sit on a lot of different horses. Do you catch ride for a lot of people too then? Recently, I have gotten um quite a bit. It's been really cool Mm -hmm. to do that but it's a new newer thing to me I've gotten to show a bunch in the past uh, year or two yes how do you think being allowed to have these catch riding opportunities have changed your riding well every horse is different you know every trainer is different all the horses have different needs the trainers want to see something different you just got to be able to adapt to the horse and the person and change your riding style for each personality really and what the horse likes definitely I think that that's something that a lot of people don't realize with catch riding is every single horse you sit on is completely different (laughs) for sure they all have different personalities they all want to be ridden certain ways so kind of tell me a little bit about how you feel like how do you feel like that has also changed your riding does it like does has it made it where you get on a horse and automatically you're going to approach them one way or the another kind of tell me a little bit about that normally I will get on and start out like I usually ride just soft and quiet and out of their way see what they like Mm -hmm. some of them do not want to be treated like that some of them want to be collected and sat back on their butt a little bit it really depends on the horse and normally if I know them I know pretty much how to ride them and what they like but I like to start off very friendly with them and very soft and quiet with them to see kind of who they are and what they like yes I tell people like my clients I'm like you know you got to go out in the ring and come in with just like very soft very quiet not trying to pick a fight because once that starts to happen Things just unravel so quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so describe to me what a typical day is like for yourself. I'm assuming that you're still in high school. So how do you balance it all with not only your normal riding, because you do have a horse of your own, but how do you balance it also with the working student side of things? So I have a very great trainer who's very flexible with me you know, with my school, with my other priorities that I have. Mm -hmm. So she's great to have around. But a normal day, we like to start our rides in the afternoon, especially in the winter when it's um, super cold. Mm -hmm. 
I try and wake up around seven and get a couple hours of schoolwork in before I go to the barn. And the night before, I always get a list of who my trainer needs to ride, what needs to be done at the barn, who I need to ride. And then I try and make my plan for the day before the day. (laughs) (laughs) I get to the barn and I tack up all her horses and take care of them and play jump crew for a little bit. And then I ride the ones on my list and I ride my personal horse. And then I try and get out of there as quick as I can because I still have school. (laughs) So I rush home and I get back to schoolwork, which I'm normally working on pretty late because it's really hard to stay on top of it. It's it's a big mind mind game there. Mm-hmm. So I try and stay caught up and, you know, make sure I'm getting things done so I can still ride and do the things I need to do. Definitely. Do you do – this is such a crazy question that I think everyone asks. Like, do you have a life outside of horses? <laughs> I'd like to say I do. That's something in the past year that I've really prioritized because it's mm-hmm. super important to me to get out and do things with my friends and family because it's really easy to get drained and, you know, having a good support system is always amazing. So my trainer's super flexible with me and she kind of lets me do my own thing the days I have plans. So I try and have a social life. <laughs> That's nice. I really do feel like that in the equine industry – A lot of people don't prioritize doing things outside of horses. And I feel like when you literally are at the barn almost 24-7, doing it all day, every day, it's very easy to become mentally drained. And it's very easy to start disliking the sport, even though you love the animals. Yes, that's very easy. It is. So I feel like there are two sides of the working student debate. People who either have great experiences or people who don't. And typically you hear a lot about the people who do not have great experiences. In your experience, how has your working student positions been? Have they all been, you know, great and things that you've really enjoyed? Or has there been ones that you feel like might be a little bit more challenging? Like you said, maybe somebody who's not super flexible and it's more demanding than the other. Yeah, I feel like it depends. I've experienced both. Every trainer wants something different, and they all have a different way of rolling. You have to be able to listen and do what's asked of you. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of the negativity from the working student side comes from, like, people not wanting to put in the work, and they're afraid to get dirty, and they only really want to ride. (laughs) And in my opinion, if you have the right attitude and worth ethic most trainers will do anything for you and they'll get you the opportunities you need Mm -hmm. so I feel like you know it's a little bit of both yeah I definitely feel like just with you know how the world is nowadays you've got so much social media you've got like Instagram TikTok there's a lot of times I'll go like on TikTok or something and that's one of the things I'll see a lot of people having this great old discussion about working students and about how unfairly they were treated and you know all this type stuff but I feel like not everyone actually knows what all a working student is like you have to be willing to do the work that basically nobody wants to do to be able to ride (laughs) yeah so 
Do you feel like the expectations placed on working students are reasonable, given that a majority of people filling these positions are juniors or young amateurs like yourself? I think it's a great opportunity. It's a really good way to get yourself out there in the horse world and, Mm -hmm. you know, learn what goes on behind the scenes to producing top show horses and running a facility. Most of the time, what's asked of you is really fair for the opportunities you get in return. Have you learned more things by doing these working student positions with, like you said, producing top horses that you would have never experienced just having your own horse and just, you know, showing up to the barn, doing a lesson and then leaving? Yeah, for sure. Because it's a whole different side of things. You mm-hmm. you watch your trainer ride them. You, you listen to what she has to say about them. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to ride those horses yourself, feel, feel how they are, feel what your trainers are talking about um and and then you get to see the horses grow and blossom into really really cool little animals (laughs) definitely and I know for you because I know Tiffany and she has some also great people that work with her it's just you're getting so many different sides that can also help you so much with your riding yeah I think that it's a great thing when you can have multiple inputs kind of helping you out because you know like you said everybody's got different ways to do everything yes (laughs) so have your mentors been understanding of the pressures that have been put on you I think with anything with writing like I said before it's very easy to get burned out and have all these you know maybe negative emotions start to come up with writing so have most of your mentors been understanding of the pressure especially as someone in your position being a junior you're probably your senior in high school right <laughs> take a guess but maybe yeah, you're I'm a junior actually. oh you are so yeah how is it with also being a junior in high school because I mean, it's so crazy to think about, but you're also at that point in your life where school has to have importance because some point you're going to have to go to college. You know, you can't slack on that. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about that. All of them have been super, super supportive of me. I put a lot of pressure on myself and, Mm -hmm. you know, I get a lot put on me from others, but my trainers, they're my biggest supporters. And as riders themselves, they understand that this sport's a huge mental game Mm -hmm. and you know, they're always very, very talkative or very supportive and give me the pep talks I need and understand that sometimes I just need a break. Definitely. I think people have to realize that it's not a bad thing to necessarily take a break. (laughs) Yes. So I have a few little quicker questions for you. What are some memories that stand out to you most so far during your riding career? I don't think I could really pick. I've had a lot of fun and made some really great memories throughout my career. Mm -hmm. This past year has been kind of where I've blossomed the most. I've worked super hard at home and I've put all the pieces together in the show ring and we've just been super consistent and I've had a lot of fun and made some really good memories. Definitely. I know I saw that you were in try on possibly for the zone four championships if I'm not mistaken yes that was interesting we qualified in like Mm -hmm. very short amount of time which was very cool but we got there and you know we did the first round it was not my best round I will say my teammates did great I had a great team 
Uh, and then later that night, we were doing night check, and Tiffany gets a phone call from another trainer, and she was like, hey, like, one of Avery's teammates, there was a rule break, and she got disqualified, and we already had, um, you know, the short end of the stick. We only had a team of three instead of four. So they're like, Avery can either, you know, just do the individual or she can just drop out. And we were like, well, mm-hmm. I'm not really going to waste my horse's legs for these individual rounds. So, you know, I got booted from zones, but then we just showed him regularly and he was fabulous. He was really, really good for me. I was going to say, I thought that I saw that you still did super well afterwards in one of your classes. Yes, he was. He jumped clean all week. He was great. Wow, that's great. So out of all of the horses you have had the experience to ride, which has probably been a ton, like you said, between your working student, your catch riding, and your own personal, which one would you say has been your favorite or maybe which one has helped kind of shape who you are? Again, my personal horse, Chuck, he's just been so different than anything I've ever sat on. You know, his he comes out a new horse every day. He was really, he's just been the biggest step up for me. And he has taught me more than any horse has ever taught me, mm-hmm. which I'm really, I just love him so much. He's the best. <laughs> So what do you love most about him? I always see you post like pictures and stuff and he looks adorable. (laughs) He is just the sweetest. He, his ground manners are fabulous. He, he's like a little princess. He just, he loves to be pampered and I love pampering them. And he's just, his personality is really, really good. And Mm -hmm. we fit each other super well. He's just perfect. In my opinion, (laughs) I love him. (laughs) I had one like that too that was my show horse when I was a junior and he was so sweet on the ground. So sweet but so quirky yes. when you were riding him. Yes. <laughs> and people would always be like, there's no way that horse is like the same horse that you see on the ground because he wants to snuggle and then I get on him and he'd be like, oh, we're spinning and we're rearing and we are happy. <laughs> like, <Yep. laughs> so Although our discussion was mainly focused on the working student side of your life, tell me briefly about what you do outside of your position, maybe even with your own riding. I do a lot of grooming at horse shows for trainers and, mm-hmm. you know, I do some catch riding and I I farm sit a lot actually locally around me, which is super cool. I have a lot of friends who go out of town a lot and need some help and I'm always happy to help them, which is, which is great a fun opportunity for me have you tackled the uh the braiding side of things yet (laughs) Uh, I have I I can braid my own horse I Mm -hmm. I choose not to braid other people's horses sometimes because it's you know it's a lot and oh yeah normally I'm grooming at the same time and riding my own horse so it just Mm -hmm. ends up being too much but I can braid and sometimes I will help out some people (laughs) Oh, yeah, it definitely, if you go to a horse show and you're grooming and then you have your own horse, oh, my gosh, it is a lot on anyone. Yes. I typically would be like, I'm going to bed. Sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) So where do you see yourself in 10 years? 
do you plan to continue a career in the equine industry or do you plan on doing something else outside of it? I'd like to go pro and I'd like to continue riding and, you know, Mm. being around the horses. That's a kind of something I've been thinking about a lot. I'd really like to kind of stay in the equine industry. Mm -hmm. Do you think that it will be something like you go pro right when you turn 18 or would it be maybe something that you go and get like a college education and then turn pro? Yeah, I'd wait a couple years. You know, I'm not I'm not good enough to be a pro right now. So I'd like to, you know, get a couple more years on my back and a couple more miles and then I'd think about it. Yeah. No, I get it. I turn pro like right away. And even I sit back many times and think, "Ah, I wish I had a couple more years and (laughs) maybe get a go a few different places. Because I feel like especially when you turn 18, you know, you have a lot more opportunities to maybe go and travel to some of these bigger name barns and you get even more amazing experience. Yeah. So if you could tell someone who wanted to become a working student, three things, what would you tell them? I definitely say know your worth because it's super easy to get taken advantage of and, you know, abused as a working student. Mm -hmm. So kind of stand your ground and, you know, know what you're doing and know kind of what you're getting in exchange. Mm -hmm. Uh, This sport is a huge mental game. You're going to get burnt out at some point and just know that it's okay to take a step back and focus on yourself for a little while because it's – it's hard. It's a hard sport. Definitely. And then make sure you have a good support system, whether it's your trainers, your friends, or even your parents. Like I mentioned, like the mental side of the sport is so difficult and a good support system makes a really, really big difference. Definitely. It does. It's so easy to get burned out and way easier if you have a shoulder or two to cry on. (laughs) (laughs) So, That's pretty much it for most of the main questions. I do have one more question for you. If somebody wanted to find you on social media and kind of follow your journey, where can they find you? Um, On Instagram. My Instagram is just Avery Guthrie with two E's. Okay. And then I have a Facebook as well and a TikTok. (laughs) I have it all. You have it all. Hey, I do too. Yeah. (laughs) All probably going to be Avery Guthrie. Okay. All right. Well, that is it for all the questions I have for you today. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule, you know, between your writing and your schoolwork to come today on the podcast and talk to me for a little bit. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much again to Avery Guthrie for taking some time out of your day to come on the podcast and talk to me. If you guys enjoyed the podcast episode, make certain to leave a review and a rating. The more people that can rate the podcast, the more people will be able to see it, and in turn will result in us getting even more guests so we can keep the podcast going. I hope you guys had a great week. And look forward to the blog post coming about this podcast in the coming weeks. You can find all the information at The Traveling Pony on Facebook or Instagram. Now to answer the question that everyone has, where will The Traveling Pony be next?